0: Pull those belts tight, put on your helmet, and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio.
1: Let's talk racing. Welcome to Motorsports Madness. Uh, It is another week of Motorsports Conversation, and we're all happy to be with you once again from the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina. My name is Tom Baker. I'm the host of Motorsports Madness, presented by mycomputercareer.edu. We'll tell you more about uh, our friends from MyCC a little bit later on. Joining me in the studio here this evening, we have Randy Miller from the Inside Pass, another one of our uh, shows that we do each week. We have Peter Strata, who is from TSJ Sports, um, and also a student, well, graduate student now. That's right. At uh, High Point University, moving up in the Ooh. world. I'm um, going for my second piece of paper. Yes, wow. right. Some, second piece of paper. Um, and make two paper airplanes. Yes, that's right. And uh, Chris, how, many,
2: how many trees? How many trees? 47,000
1: I don't know how that works. I haven't I haven't figured out that equation yet.
2: For two Peter, pieces, Peter, Peter, you're hurting the environment.
1: <laughs> Stop
2: graduating.
1: <laughs> be more like Noah and less like Peter. The voice that uh, you just heard was Chris Burdock, our producer, uh, who spends his time working at uh, NASCAR Productions for a real job. Really cool. Real well, there's job no paper involved. No paper involved there. He just, just race cars. He does what he does here. Punches buttons, basically. No, I don't.
2: Yeah, I, I don't use paper. So, Peter, be more like me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we also have Justice Calabro, who runs in the pro division uh, in Legends Cars and runs for Stillwell Racing. Um, Justice will be joining us here in a little while. He uh, has been running the summer shootout at Charlotte Motor Speedway. And um, we'll talk about uh, his racing career and let you get to know him. His father, Cliff, also here. And uh, they are interning to uh, join the production team with us. So we're excited about all of that. Tom, so
3: Tom takes his coffee break.
1: Uh <laughs> No, I take my coffee non-existent. Is Well, like, that would be an easy I, errand to I, run. In one exactly. Day. I take it cold <laughs> with Mountain Dew on the label. That's how I take my coffee, um, kind of how that works. And, uh, so we've got a big show, of course. A lot happened in NASCAR over the weekend. Um, big announcement coming up this week that we can uh, – kind of talk about, though we don't know all the details. And uh, we kind of had some controversy at the F1 race, too, that we'll get to as well. So more of um, Motorsports Madness coming up right after this.
6: Bryson, and you're listening to Motorsports Madness. Now
1: back to the show. Welcome back to the madness presented by mycomputercareer.edu. If you are looking for a change of career, mycomputercareer might have your solution. Mycomputercareer.edu. We will tell you more about them later. Uh, we are talking NASCAR to start off this week's show. Uh, not really a big surprise. We do that often. But uh, Loudon was a very interesting weekend of racing, I feel like, for a number of reasons. Um, I think the fact that Arik Almirola was able to get a win just basically took the playoff situation and just blew it up. It just exploded. It pretty much nuked the sanders Yeah, this was this. You know, we we could probably arrest
2: him for arson. Did I see that he was 27th, 27 230, twenty seventh? Twenty seven. Two hundred and thirty. Twenty two hundred and thirty four points yes. of the playoffs. That's, That's right. Exactly what he was. And now he's in the playoffs. now he's in
1: the playoffs. And this is why I love NASCAR's current system is because you can have a slump. And in one fell swoop with one good day, everything changes. You're racing for a championship. And what's really interesting about this, and I want to go around the table here, but the the premise here is before the season started on your bingo card, if you were if you were doing a bingo card, would you have had Michael McDowell and Eric Almirola in the playoffs. And as of this moment, in terms of winning their way in, Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick, zero between the two of them, Peter.
7: I mean, Hamlin and Harvick were the two guys to beat last season. Yes. They won, what, 16 races between the two of them, and I expected that, if not more so, this year. So I certainly did not see them going winless this deep into the season. I was certain one of them would win this weekend at Loudoun. They were both pretty strong, but no, still oh four. 4 Oh, for, for this season, for both of them, Kevin shocks
1: this
3: weekend, Randy. Well, you, I'm looking at the standings, and so you know, Erik is win now. He's the 14th different driver to win this season. Yeah. So there's only two spots remaining now. 13th.
1: Is it 13? I yeah, agree. there's
7: three spots left: Hamlin, Harvick, and now Reddick.
1: Okay. Anyway, whatever. Reddick and uh, Austin Dillon are basically battling. They're five for points separated by five points. Yeah, five point separation uh,
3: yep. between them. So, so there's three spots left. Four races before the playoffs. We've got two road courses coming up, plus Michigan. Um, and what's the last race? Daytona. Daytona. Right? Daytona. Yeah. So three of those four tracks are pretty much unknowns. I mean, they're the road course races. Daytona is the super speedway race where anything can happen. So, I, I mean, I, guys, I'm I'm all aboard, uh, all about maybe more than 16 guys winning this season. And then we're fighting over who's going to get the last. Wait, car. hang on. I want to clarify. Are you saying that more than sixteen will have won by the playoffs? We would have to get three out of the next four races yeah. of, yes. of a new winner, but it's possible. It I mean, is possible, especially with possible.
2: the two new race, or two new road courses. I think Brad Kozlowski could be strong uh, at a road course. I think Kevin Harvick can be strong at the Glen. You know, Austin Dillon can win at Austin Dunn. Tyler Reddick. So, so let's... And, and and for that four car, New Hampshire is the best. I've seen that four-car all year. All, He's on the bird. Uh, He's on the verge. The, the, the four-car was struggling, you know, top 10, top 15 yeah. for a majority of the season. I think they have finally, hopefully, found something that they can – because that was not only the – that wasn't the only Stuart Haas car. I mean, Eric Amarola got the win. So maybe they finally saw, found something. I just hope it's not too little too late. Well, here's what's interesting. So let's – Let's then go to my next question, because
1: when we look at the schedule for the remainder of the regular season, uh, we go to Watkins Glen in a couple of weeks. That's the next race. We're off for the Olympics, for those who don't know. So that's why there's a two-week break. Watkins Glen starts us back off on the 8th of uh, August. The following week, we go to the road course at Indy. So two straight road courses. Then we go to Michigan, and then we finish up the regular season at Daytona on the 28th of August. So the regular season will be over with before Labor Day. So when we look at this, we have two road courses and two. All right. Michigan is two miles. Daytona is two and a half. They're both super speedways um, for purposes of this discussion. Um, No short tracks, my point, um, and no intermediate. We have two road courses, two big tracks. So we know Daytona is the wild card. And so my question to you guys, and we'll start with Randy this time, Who, if we're going to get to 16 winners, who are the two winners that you think will be the next two winners in to get us to 16?
3: Well, when you look at Daytona being a relative unknown, I mean, there is all kinds of people down here that probably, you know, deserve that win. Matt Benedetto is always good at Daytona. Um, Busher for Roush, uh, Austin Dillon, Ross Chastain. Track House could surprise somebody and win at Daytona. There's all kinds of people when you talk about Daytona that could win – because all, all it takes is one false move to take out half the field, and you guys can like, win on default. I mean, I mean that's just how saying. McDowell won. The right. two Penske exactly cars were up in front of one. him, and he was in a good spot. Um, so, I mean, there's that's that's the one race where everybody's going to be watching and, and it just so happens that's the very last race before the playoffs. So, you know, every single person underneath of this cut line is going to be trying to get into that race or trying to win that race to get it into the playoffs. So Peter,
1: I don't know whether to be more surprised that he mentioned Busher before he mentioned Ryan Newman or the fact that he mentioned Busher at all as a potential winner here.
2: This is interesting to me. Did you mean Stenhouse? And he, no, also, I did he,
1: not. he also He also I, – I still didn't get two drivers. Who are the next two? So are we
2: talking road course and, and super just,
1: Who are the next two so, winners so to get us to are 16? Are we just talking
2: about new, and the next two winners? Do, uh, if, I mean, If we're going to get from thir- – what do we got,
1: 13? 13. Oh, sorry. Who are the next three that would get us to sixteen different winners? I, Who are the three winners that haven't won yet that would get us to sixteen well, if we're going to do that? I mean, obviously, Danny Hamlin would be the
3: first guy on the list because kay. he's the, the, the most consistent guy out there. Um, I think that um, that Ross Chastain has a great chance of winning still because Hammond, he's just great. Um, Who's your third? So, several weeks. Uh, mm, I'll go. <laughs> I'll go with Tyler Reddick because I I feel like at some point RCR is going to turn things around. And either him and Austin, there's a toss-up between those, but those are my three. Peter.
1: Who are the three well, that you I'll would think it. would be the winners to get us to sixteen?
7: I'll almost agree with you, Randy. I'll definitely say Hamlin. I think he still gets a win before this regular season wraps up. I think a car from RCR, whether that be Dylan or we're not Red, playing
1: politics here. You, we you are pick one. Me and me. And okay, me.
7: then Dylan and Daytona because <laughs> if the caution sense. comes out okay. later, if the caution comes out later for the Hamlin, Daytona Five Hundred, who else? Uh, I like Chastain on the Indy road course. He's been a quiet underdog wow. on the road courses this year because he had A.J. Almaninger as a teammate the past couple years, a colleague. So I like what the uh, X-Factor, the unknown, of the Indy road course for the Cup series. Chastain ran there last year in the Xfinity series. I think he can get it done. He's
1: working on two straight top tens. See, I just can't. My problem with us getting from 13 to 16 is I can't see two new winners based on two road courses you you know when you look at the guys that that run up front on the road courses i mean okay aj allmendinger perhaps might be a suspect if he runs either of them um but other than that i think you've you've pretty much looked you know at the hendrick cars and maybe a, a kyle bush or somebody like that but they've all already won so I just don't think we get to 16, though I think that there's certainly a whole lot of winners that could, you know, could, could or potential winners that could help us with that. And I've got to be honest. I'm starting to think we're not going to see a win out of Denny Hamlin before we get to the playoffs.
2: I also want to make a note of a driver who's really good on road courses. He's already got a win, but he could steal, uh you know, one uh, and have a good showing. He's been in the top 10, top 15 a lot consistently This year, Michael McDowell should be one to watch at the Glen and Indy. Well, sure. But, of
1: course, the conversation was who are new winners that haven't won yet that we could. But, yeah, I mean, Michael McDowell is a contender any time he goes to a road course. And you could, uh, again, throw him at Daytona, which is where I think Denny Hamlin's got his best chance at Daytona. And who would have thought? that we could have a a season where we go into the playoffs after last year and no Denny Hamlin, and then we have McDowell having one. You know, I mean, it's really crazy –
2: the way this season has, and it's funny, but I I could see this being the year of Denny Hamlin. You know, for a long time in the regular season, he was the guy that yeah. won a lot of races. If he doesn't win, maybe it's his year to win the championship. That's well way turn
3: his fortune around it's not win
1: anything until all the. This is what's interesting is once you get into the playoffs, then of course you go back to a lot of the tracks where Denny Hamlin would be very strong, and um it really mattered not matter what you you do from this point forward in the regular season. Making it into the playoffs, it's a whole new ball game. You just win win in each round and keep going um so it really is an interesting uh setup that we've had it's been a crazy season and it's exciting to go into a two-week break thinking about two road courses and two big tracks so we're going to talk more nascar when we come back around the turns stay tuned
8: how to be a great dad in 15 seconds
5: Hi, this is Trey Gropp, and you're listening to Motorsports Madness. Now back to the show.
1: Funky little re-entry there. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Tom Baker, Randy Miller, Peter Strada, Chris Murdoch, and we've got a pair of collaboros in the studio with us. You're going to meet Justice uh, here in just a little while. i Madness, and uh, he's going to tell you all about what he's been up to driving the car. They're from California, living here in North Carolina now, and uh Justice is developing his racing skills very nicely in the Legends cars. Looking forward to seeing him in a big car very soon as he continues his progress. So with that said, let's continue our NASCAR conversation. So we talked about uh the big win for Eric Almarola. The post race celebration was absolutely classic. Um I mean Obviously, you can make a whole bunch of, um, you know, pork jokes because of uh, Smithfield. Um, we'll save that because, you know, yeah, we, I think Peter we, we would never on, be that
3: dorky on this show. Peter made a comment on Inside Pass about uh, riding the bacon to the victory lane. Yeah. Yeah. Right?
1: Um, well, my point was going to be he wasn't quite as much of a ham as Elio Castroneves was after he won the Indy 500. There's a million of them. But us. like I said, we but would I'm never sh- be dorky enough to make jokes like that. So we'll, we'll just uh, – corny jokes are not our specialty. Um, corny and dog half our audience good. is laughing now because um, they know us better than that. But it was a huge deal for that team It doesn't matter which of the drivers got a win. That team needed something good because its season, Stuart Haas had just a frustrating season so far.
2: It's interesting to me, and Tom, we were talking about this yesterday. Everybody's talking about uh, Eric Almirola's win, and nobody's focused on the first nine laps of the race. Oh, we'll get there. (laughs) <laughs> we'll get there.
1: Trust me. Uh, I want to focus. I want to. This is sort of the give me the good news first theory. <laughs> so we're talking about Eric Peter. He really, he really needed that win.
7: Seriously, this is huge for all of Stewart Haas Racing, like you yes. said. And I think this can open the floodgates for that team because you saw Harvick with some performance and speed yesterday. I think the four will be able to mount a playoff run, maybe with a win or two in the near future. And before yesterday. Chase Briscoe is their second-highest driver in points outside of Kevin Harvick's. Now, of course, Elmirola's top 16. He's ahead of Briscoe, but it's a sign of hopefully brighter pastures for all of Stuart Haas.
3: Randy. Eric brought home the bacon, didn't he? Yes. Again, we're, <laughs> we're, we're just we're I not that type um, of show. No,
7: you read my mind. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Anyway, only but I'm
1: allowed to have corny jokes.
3: If you would have asked me in February which of the four, or which of the the, the four Stewart House drivers would have won first, I would not have picked Eric Amorola for sure. Based on what happened last year with Kevin Harvick, I would have said Kevin Harvick all day, every day. But you're right. I mean, Eric Amorola getting this win is not only a boost for him, besides the fact that uh, Smithfield isn't only signed for the rest of the year. Right. So he needs that win for sponsorship for next year. But. It's going to help Harvick. It's going to help Custer. It's going to help Briscoe. The whole organization needed somebody to do something good over there so they could think that they're not at the bottom of the barrel right now. And uh, it just so happens that it was Eric Amarola, So
1: There has been a lot of talk about that 10 car being an open seat for next year. And could we see this guy? Could we see that guy? Uh, because of the fact that the sponsor and Eric were kind of up after this year, Um And now I feel like you've just gone out and won a race, and it wasn't as if he just sort of happened to be there. I mean, he earned that one. He was the fastest Um, car over the last 100% laps. Um, So I think that, again, he's kind of auditioning. He wants, I'm sure, to stay where he is. Um, So that really helped him. But here's the thing that I find interesting about what this does to the playoff race. We just talked about all the drivers who have yet to win. Okay, but it also sets up a nice little rivalry that I mentioned in the last segment. You've got teammates now fighting for the transfer spot. If you're Tyler Reddick and Austin Dillon. Okay, now look, Watkins Glen, Indy Road Course. The road courses, you don't tend to see a lot of, quote-unquote, teamwork, right? Michigan International, it's a big track. Um, And you go to Daytona. Now, if we get to Daytona, And this holds to where they're still the two fighting. It's the last race of the regular season. It's a race where traditionally teammates work together and help each other. And you're fighting both of you for the last transfer spot. Oh boy, that little coopetition thing that DW used to talk about, Peter, goes right out the window, wouldn't it?
7: And then just think of this, Austin Dillon was second in the Daytona 500 this year. If the caution comes out a couple seconds later, he wins that race over McDowell. And then last year in the regular season finale at Daytona, Reddick wrecked while leading. He threw a bad yeah. block on Kyle Busch. They can both very easily win this race. Very
2: I also easily. want to point out um, how calm everything is in the RCR camp right now, at least... Outward facing, outwardly. <laughs> um, both Austin Dillon and uh, Tyler Reddick had an interview after yesterday's yeah. race, and they both uh, they both said, uh, "You know, it's never one car versus the other. If we keep just running our strategy and uh, and running our race, it, it it'll all work out how it's meant to be." And And Tyler Reddick did say now our strategy is going to have to change from what it normally is, and he doesn't know what that looks like yet, whether they're going to go after race wins or stage points, uh, and they don't like being on that bubble. So RCR is going to try to do whatever they can to to work together to get – the ultimate goal. It's, of getting it's easy playoffs. to
3: say that when you're four races away from the end of the playoffs, but once you get to Daytona, it's going to be all you know, every man for himself at that point.
2: The correct and, and Eric Amarola knows what Austin Dillon's willing to do to win a race at Daytona. <laughs> yeah, he right. sure does. The correct answer to the question of do you go for race
1: wins or stage points is. Yes. You go for all points. That's, what you, that's the correct answer to that question. Okay. Real quickly here, because I don't want to dwell on this too long, but but we need to, to discuss it. It's a big deal, obviously. NASCAR started a race in the rain. Now, again, uh, a lot of dispute. Whether they knew about it, did it, whatever. Okay. The fact is, the track was wet. It turns one and two. We know that. It was on the Fox camera lens. It was called into NASCAR. The race got started. Nine laps in. Kyle Busch is in the wall. And two of the other three... JGR cars, within a second or a second and a half of each other, all spin out in the same corner where it was wet before the green. Um, Randy, is, it, what do you make of this in about a minute? Well, I mean,
3: first of all, we talked about on the inside pass about how you know NASCAR has to have a whole group of people that have to make the decision to call yeah. it. But I think at some point... You have to make an executive decision and go look. This is not safe. We have to call this race right now. I'm just going to go over y'all's head, call the race right now, save Kyle Busch and the rest of the JGR guys a, a car uh, to race later in the in the day because you can't run slick tires on a on a wet street. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah,
7: Peter, it's a really lose lose situation if you're NASCAR race control because if you delay the race and the rain subsides or lets up, then fans who were spent their Sunday, spent their money to be in the stands watching that race and instead of not watching a race when they were supposed to or mad at you, same with all the TV viewers, but at the same time, you don't want to see what happened yesterday. So really, NASCAR is in a no-win situation and just ultimately Kyle Busch was the loser.
1: Um, <clears throat> I think the fans lost because I think Kyle has shot to win, and he didn't get to obviously make that charge. So I think everybody lost in that deal. Here's my thought. The first problem is you don't start a race at 3.30 in the afternoon with a track with no lights. That's number one buzzer for NASCAR. I'm not going to buzz every time because I know that annoys some of you, but we're going to assume we're buzzing every that time. That is number battery two, power. Calm down. Number two, if you're going to start a race at 3.30 and somebody says – the track's wet and turns one and two. Stop for a second. Take a look. Make sure everything's okay. Then throw the green. Number three, you don't end a race eight laps early when it, there's still enough light to finish it. That would have taken about an extra four minutes. It was still not fully dusk at that point. You had about 20 to 30 more minutes you could have worked with. Um, so maybe the results wouldn't have changed, but they might have. Chris Bell was closing in. So to me, NASCAR made four really errant judgment decisions throughout that, that situation. And and I feel like they have a blind spot where it comes to water now because we messed up badly at Coda and we messed up badly last year in the Xfinity race at the Roval. Um, NASCAR's got to get its act together when it comes to water on the racetrack because these cars are not built for that and again you're on slick tires that to me that was a no-brainer now kyle bush hitting the pace car okay the pace car needs a new bumper so i mean i'm sorry but people can say well i can understand kyle being mad well me too but go go yell at nascar you know, um, go. You know, slap the race director. No, don't do that. Um, but, but I mean, I the wreck the pace car. Don't wreck the pace car. First of all, what happens if the pace car would have wrecked? This guy doesn't have a helmet and a Hans Peter. I mean, come I think on now. actually
7: after the rain delay, they did bring out a backup pace car because Kyle did leave a paint yeah. scratch on the rear bumper.
1: They need to replace the bumper. Uh, he, he left more than a paint yeah. Scratch. It was damaged. He did damage to that car. Also, the, the pace car driver does wear helmet. And what he doesn't have the Hans and the rest of the gear is my point. Keep in
3: mind that NASCAR borrows these vehicles from dealerships in the area, so he wrecked a new car, basically. Uh, I mean, it was just
1: silly, Kyle. It just was something you shouldn't be doing. And I hope they find them big time for that. Um, And and then I hope NASCAR writes a check to Joe Gibbs to replace the back end of the car that they broke. They should auction that opportunity. There you go. That's a good idea. I I mean, give all the the proceeds to, you know, Victor Junction. With, 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 with. All being said, it was one of the best races ever in the history of Loudon. It took 50 races to get a gem, but we got one. Um, And I think it made... The season in in some cases for some guys, but it also I know Kyle 's in the playoffs already, but man, that was just that 's a tough one to swallow, just like it was for harvick and how many other cars at Coda when NASCAR waited way too long to stop that race because it was too much water on the track um, so you know again, uh, I hope that we can get it right the next few races here and have a strong finish to the season. I hate it when it's obvious the sanctioning body's mistakes hurt a driver. You don't ever want to see that. If a driver does it to themselves, fair enough, but um, or a team. But you don't want to see the sanctioning body just make a silly mistake like that because they have certainly changed the complexion of the playoff race because of that. Okay, when we come back, um, we're going to talk Formula One later. We're going to talk my computer career uh, here in a moment. We're going to have Justice Collaboro join us. More madness after this.
4: own pacey in one of several entry-level positions but whatever you do don't wait these jobs will go fast call tim at 302-827-2054 that's 302-827-2054 lewis mineke car care center rev up your
9: career
5: Hi, this is Runner Grouch, and you're listening to Motorsports Madness now back to the show. Hi,
1: Totally modernized the bumper music on this show uh, over the last couple of weeks. That's I did really interesting demon aliens. I'm missing my uh, Ben Rhodes, uh, Bad Bad Leroy Brown bumper. There we gotta we gotta put Jim Croce back in the rotation here someday. Uh, welcome back to Motorsports Madness, Tom Baker, Randy Miller, Peter Strada, Chris Murdoch, and we're going to introduce to you um, Justice Colabro joining us now. Justice and his father Cliff are. Um, future producers here for us they've been kind enough to offer to help us out on the production team for a little while and um justice also though a fantastic young racer and a lot of fun to be around and to talk to first of all because this is the first time you've been on this show we've got a worldwide audience here so let's uh, do a quick little bit of background you are from where justice i am from hollywood california Okay, Hollywood, California. I will talk about Hollywood more in a minute, but uh, you're how old? I'm 17 years old.
11: Uh, we moved from Hollywood now to Concord, North Carolina, where we stay.
1: <laughs> and there is like the opposite extreme right there. From oh, yeah, Hollywood no, to Concord different. doesn't get much uh, unless you moved like to Boone or something up in the mountains. That would be the kind of uh, – but um, to the Sometimes extreme... I wish I was in Boone. <laughs> I don't live in the Boone. In anymore, the summer, so... it's okay. I'm just not a wintertime mountain guy. But um, Justice, uh, obviously coming over for racing, um, how did you start racing? So I started when
11: I was about 12 years old, later than most, in just indoor electric go-karts. And I was good enough that I was competing in these Sunday Grand Prix that a local go-kart team actually offered me a ride at a three-hour endurance, six-hour endurance race, where I debuted in a go-kart. And we placed third. Wow. And they took my trophy. But, um, <laughs> they took your They trophy. took my trophy. <laughs> so I don't have that one. Uh,
1: that's not nice.
11: Yeah, that's, that's where we started. And from there on, it has been a straight shot upward when it comes to... The driving itself. We won the Lo two hundred six SoCal Karting Championship in my rookie year with awesome. pretty much cleaning out the field, and then we moved up to X thirty where we placed third, and it was a fantastic year. But go karts got a little too pricey, and so we came out here to race legend cars, and it was the best move we could have ever possibly made.
1: And you've been running um, with Stillwell, uh, Stillwell Racing, and um, have had a really good time with them, and and I know that. Um, You've, I think your road course prowess has really helped you in a lot of different ways. But you went to, where was it? Road Was it Road Atlanta?
11: No, it was um, Road Course World Finals in Dawsonville, Georgia at Atlanta Motorsports Park. Atlanta
1: Motorsports Park, right. And uh, you ended up winning it, right? Yeah, we won yeah. the Road
11: Course World Finals race in semi-pro. That was quite the battle. That one's on my Instagram. You all can check out that battle. The whole race is up there
1: well you you can tell them where what your instagram is in a minute um, but so you you went from the the road course go karts which for our audience and a lot of the, the the teams the drivers you know a lot of parts of the world they don't have go karts on dirt or any of the things that we're used to seeing, it's all about the short road course kind of stuff. Um, and then you graduate up into F4 or whatever. And uh, you know, some of the guys that you raced with in carts, I think, and some that you've met since that have, that have gone on that route. You went over, came over here, went oval track racing. What is your goal For motorsports, where would you? Are you trying to go to NASCAR? Where is your ultimate goal? My
11: ultimate goal would, of course, be the Cup Series. But as a driver who has a love for racing, anywhere that I can get a ride, whether it be GTLM, Formula One, um, LMP cars, or NASCAR, I want to drive. I want to be a driver, and I want to drive for a team that I can win with and really show what we've got. And talk about your style as a driver. My style as a driver, I'd say, is less of a precision approach, which would really hinder more, most teams, but it's more feel based I train on my simulator at home in multiple facets, whether it be rally racing, Formula One, drifting. Dr- I'm a huge lover of drifting and oh, Formula really? Drift. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's why I love dirt racing so much, and we just came back from my <laughs> second dirt race recently, I mean, which was sense. an absolute blast. There are some similarities mm-hmm. there. Yeah, no, we've, we've done incredible on the dirt in our two debuts, and it's been one heck of a blast to be able to do. But yeah, in no, a legend's car. Oh, in a yeah. legend's car, absolutely. Yeah. no, yeah. it was tremendous fun. But as a driver, my style is to be as adaptive as, to be as adaptive as possible to any machine, and be able to drive
1: anything, anytime. Because I just love doing it; I really do. You've had a you've had a run at the shootout this year. That's been an awful lot of fun to watch. And uh, last week's race, which, by the way, for those of you who are um, listening to the show. If you know about NBC Sports Gold over here in the states, go online and look up NBC Sports Gold. Look up Track Pass. You can subscribe to it. And the uh, summer shootout from Charlotte Motor Speedway, the the, the kids run on the quarter mile, um, and it's it's just a ton of fun to watch. You may what I consider to be the move of the shootout. I love drivers who aren't afraid to go to the top and try to make it work because so few could do it successfully, especially there. You blew by about three of them in the corner. It was like one of those. Uh, wow, he did it. Kinda of things. So oh, I was, was holding
11: my breath too, I promise. <laughs>
1: We've made the outside work
11: quite a few times here, especially in the semi-pro ranks. If you'll get so stacked up on the bottom, what else are you going to do? You've got to go to the outside but and make it But you're in roll. pro now. Oh, yeah, we're in pro now. Trust so. me, I tried it in one of the first races. It did not work. But we made it work this time. Stillwell has been giving me a fantastic car. We're running pace now with the leader, Caleb Hetty, so I had the confidence to be able to send it out on the outside. The car stuck, and I drove it off the corner, and we went from fourth to second. It was a great move.
1: It, it really was a lot of fun to watch, definitely, and, and it's, uh, it's just a neat opportunity to see the, some of the, the future stars of, of motorsports in America um, because most of these kids obviously are wanting NASCAR. Um, and you you look at a driver like Caleb Hedy and Caleb has been running um, a NASCAR-style modified here, too, and he's already got a win on the Smart Tour driving for Tommy Baldwin Jr. Um, again, uh, somebody who's been very prominent in Cup Series ownership, crew chiefing, and that, that kind of thing. So... Um, And Tommy's
11: son actually is running in the shootout right now. Jack Baldwin is racing in semi-pro.
1: Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Jack is running. And, uh, you know, of course, just very recently, I mean, you've you've had a number of drivers that have come from Legends cars that have gone up uh, into NASCAR and have for quite a few years. So a lot of fun to watch that on Tuesday nights. Um, How have you been enjoying? Because you're kind of like... Almost a senior member now at the ripe old age of 17. There's a number of younger drivers in the Stillwell program. How have you been enjoying kind of relating to them and mentoring them a bit?
11: Oh, I love the relationship we have on the team. It really is a pretty tight family group. I've, starting at Stillwell when I was. Fifteen or sixteen when I was fourteen. Oh, really? Yeah, when I was fourteen, when we came here, uh, knowing absolutely nothing about oval racing, we've come quite the long way. So to see these other kids hopping into legend cars, I kind of I'm able to relate to them and what they need to know because my nickname when I started at Stillwell was Thunderfoot, and it was Thunderfoot <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> Why? Because I, Inquiring go- minds want to know. And go karts, uh, there's nowhere near as much throttle control because the carts are so stuck to the ground. It stomp on it and guide it like a missile. That's all we had to do. But oh, that yeah, road course racing car, <laughs> that road course racing background has helped me in the legend car when it comes to yeah. finesse and understanding yeah. the race tracks. But the oval racing, the 1250 specifically in legend cars, has given me such incredible throttle control that I've unthunderfooted myself so much <laughs> that sometimes I need to give it a little bit more. From time He's to time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now we carry the title of Hollywood.
1: Which figures. Um, and, and of course, uh, being where you're from, now what's, what's the lifestyle change been like for you to go from Hollywood to Concord, North Carolina?
11: Um, from the – I'm trying to put this nicely. I love it here. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love it here. This place is heaven. Uh, coming from where I came from, anywhere in the San Fernando Valley, it was like – growing up in somewhat of a ghetto. So this place is heaven to me. Everybody asks me, how was the culture shock? Was there much culture shock for me? No. There really <laughs> oh. wasn't. There wasn't. I couldn't love this place more. It's truly... Watch
1: the show Green Acres
3: sometime. Yeah, Dial seriously. I, it's I can the just, reverse. I can just picture, you know, like, growing up, I you mean, know, obviously, you know, he wasn't old enough to drive into California, but... Being, oh, leaving, trust me, I got memories that I right, can tell le- you about. Leaving your house at, at sun up and then getting where you need to be by sunset, whereas here you make making like an hour and a half. And oh, yeah. like, Dang, it was that quick. It
11: was like 15 miles to Hollywood from where we lived and it took about two and a half hours yeah, to get there.
3: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Wow,
11: really? Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. I made the commute with my dad plenty of times, and we would drive to Fontana, uh, California Speedway, Auto Club, all the time, and that commute would take about two and a half, three hours.
1: Oh my god! And
11: we would leave at like four o'clock in the morning to get there. Peter's over here
1: is smiling because he drives from uh, Winston to to Statesville here, which is like forty five minutes. Or or you drive not the way Peter drives. Yeah. Yeah, forty-eight. Hey, you weren't in the car. car. No, Noah's he's still out. Got I felt blood like man. I was. No,
2: that, that's why we don't have Noah. He's got whiplash. He's been sitting. At home. <laughs> uh, I, I,
5: I
3: heard a story that Peter actually like threw him out of the car somewhere, and he's not like, on the side of the road somewhere. He hasn't ever been
1: found.
11: He's still running. He's
7: on
1: he's, his way he's here. Still running. Yeah. How far is it from you? Drive from High Point, which is where you go to school. Right, how yeah. far is it from High Point to here?
7: It's just under an hour from High Point to here. A pretty simple drive. That at this point, it about could probably how make many miles would
1: you say that was?
7: Probably about
11: fifty.
1: And it's two and a half hours for 15 miles for California. <laughs> I just can't even. Yeah, traffic in California is a patient And, that's, I, and that's mind why you, that
11: is seven lanes of not moving for hours. That's why
3: hours. he'll never get back.
1: I'm a patient
12: guy, and he, he, oh he probably was going to start.
3: He probably was going to start running go karts at four, but it took him to 14 to get to the go kart. <laughs> you <track>. got <laughs> a <laughs> point. Actually, we were
1: thinking about it, and we just couldn't make it. He had a birthday.
3: I signed up three. ten years. Yeah, it took prior you, uh, to you, you 10 years event. to get to the track. That's probably why it took him so long to get started. <laughs> Mostly, actually, it's, I was
11: too involved in music and the love for movies that young. My my love for racing came uh, when I was really young, watching Herbie movies and watching Jeff Gordon in NASCAR, but the idea of being a driver in California is pretty out there when you don't really have any stability or anywhere to go. We have no connections. My dad and that whole world is the movie industry, the music industry. That are all that, Those connections are what we have. So coming out here trying to find our way into this world was definitely the biggest challenge. That was the culture shock, not having any connections and trying to make something out of ourselves here.
1: Yeah, that well, and even in California, there's so comparatively little racing. Yeah. I mean, most of it. I mean, dirt tracks, and dirt tracks, and motocross. is and Absolutely. Mo- well, huge. yeah, you have the off-road stuff, the motocross, all of that. Don't talk to a, my
11: mom about bikes.
3: There's not a lot of <laughs> eyes. There's not a lot of eyes on drivers in California. Wait, wait,
1: I sense a story. Did you used to race bikes? No, actually, oh.
11: my mom. He used to have an Indian motorcycle cruiser. The thing was beautiful. Oh, awesome. That's what bike. My brother has, and my Could mother made wife, me
1: Indian. P- they use that brand.
11: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's an awesome motorcycle. My mom made me vow that if I was going to be a driver that I would never, ever step foot on two wheels, which I would love to one day, but um, <laughs> I can't break that promise to her. <laughs> you got to win like
3: three races and finally...
11: Yeah, pretty much. After watching go-kart drivers get paralyzed and getting thrown out of the car, I, I'm pretty much going to stick to that. I, think, I like a cage.
2: I think coming over here actually helped you out in the long run because when you have some of these teenagers that race on the west coast and then try to make the jump to the east coast the racing is so different out there to coming over here you sort of start with a leg up on most of those guys
11: oh absolutely the racing on the west coast there's because there's so few people every one of them is ooh, they're good they're really really good you come out here i'm not discrediting any of the drivers here i've raced some of the best race car drivers in the world here but the the level of competition in california because of the type of people that are there what Mostly in go karts. Legend, okay. legend cars out there, It's they run at Irwindale Speedway. I was going
1: to say, Legend cars, to me, it's not even close. No, we really? couldn't even find yeah. a Legend
11: car team or a Bandolero team that I could run I with. I
1: totally would agree with you because that's on the West Coast. It's mm-hmm. all scoosa and different. They really do. Yeah, USA stuff is an absolutely yeah. crazy series. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. watching it. Yep. Yeah, so that's there's no doubt, but I think Chris makes a good point though. It definitely helped you in a lot of ways. Um, okay, ways I
11: can't even describe as a driver. Wow, these legend cars have been the greatest thing possible for me.
1: Well, in in the I think they're the hardest. Like, development Tower. car to drive, right? So you really get to a point where once you get this whole Legends car thing down, you can go drive anything That's and, why I've and taken adapt it and, to it.
11: Yeah, that's why I've taken it into my hands and trying to be so multidisciplined, because the Legend car is that type of car. You have to be able to attack it from every different angle to be able to master it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we got more. Justice is going to hang out with us here for a while, and uh, we got a lot more of the show coming up. We're going to talk F1, because there was some drama over Just the little bit just a little bit of drama over the weekend we're going to talk about uh, the whole max slash lewis um you know conflict there and the crash and everything that happened and uh, much more nascar to come too. but we'll uh, continue with motorsports madness presented by my computer edu right after this
9: At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Uh,
6: Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
0: Hey, this is Buddy Kofoy and you're listening to Motorsports Madness. Now, back to the show.
1: Okay, I know that uh, y'all probably don't always pay attention to the bumper music, but you should because some of the names that you hear that are doing these bumpers or reentries, whatever you want to call them, um, are are some of the future stars of the sport. And Buddy Kofoid is a name I think you're going to be hearing a lot of if you follow NASCAR in the coming years. Michael Buddy Kofoid is about 21 and um, he's in the open wheel midget sprint car ranks right now. He's done some uh, late model racing is uh, in a bit of a development program in the Northwest. He is going to be one of the next big things, I think. So uh, keep your eye out for um, Buddy Kofoid, K O. F O I D, if you want to look him up on social media, um, Michael Buddy Kofoid. Okay, I want to tell you that mycomputercareer.edu is training for a better life. If you're looking for a first career, a second career, a third career, a fourth career, or a sixth career, doesn't matter. Well, If you're just looking for something different to do or you need to change your lot in life, My Computer Career might be your answer. IT is not rocket science. You don't have to be a computer nerd, you don't have to be a math or science whiz. It's just a great opportunity because it's a growing field that is still trending up. There's way more demand for qualified IT specialists than there are um, supply of those specialists. So the odds are in your favor right now. So if you're looking for an opportunity to change career, mycomputercareer.edu, go there. There's a free career evaluation exam you can take if you decide to pursue training. Here's how easy this is. It is one to two days a week online. That's it. You don't even have to go to a campus. One to two days a week online. And within four to six months, you can be ready for a better career and a better life. And they have financial aid available. So you can get that if you qualify, including the GI Bill. And when you're ready to go out in the workforce... They work with hundreds of employers to get you placed, so they've got everything covered for you. It's all there. MyComputerCareer.edu is training for a better life, and we appreciate them, and we appreciate all of the sponsors and partners that uh, make this work here for these shows. We are going to come back on the other side, and we are going to start to talk about Formula One here. Um, should be interesting. More of the madness right after this.
9: You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council.
4: You own a performance car, and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go, and you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four twenty minute in your car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun. Go fast and really learn how to drive. Call 304 725 8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it.
7: Hi, this is Logan Stevie, and you're listening to Motorsports Madness. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back. I feel like if that kept going much longer, we'd all be a- asleep. We'd be taking a little nap here in the studio. Every
3: time, every time I hear that, it makes me think of like you know, like the the chili bowl if I did driver introductions or whatever. He comes walking out on stage and fire just erupts everywhere. Like yeah, you know, some well, badge. it's walk-up music Yeah, Again, yeah it music is. We we'll can on see the, uh,
1: another driver to keep your eye out for like WWE. Walking to the ring or something. It really is. That's a it, that's a good point. Uh, okay, so we. We continue with Motorsports Madness and Talk F1 here. Now, look, uh, first of all, none of this is – we're strictly going to look at this situation observationally, okay, and give our thoughts based on what we see. This has nothing to do really with who the two drivers are because to me it doesn't matter. It just happened to be Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. So, you know, racing at Silverstone and um, you have two of the best – in the world, and everybody is kind of like, who's going to make it and lead the first lap? You know, and well, the truth is that they didn't all they didn't both survive. Um, so we're we're early in the race, and I thought both were racing very aggressively, honestly, for that point in the race to begin with, and uh, they end up crashing. And so I'm going to just kind of go around the table here. Um, I'm going to start with Peter, and then we may have to come back in the next segment, depending on the time. Here we got about a minute. So, Peter, what is your view on that?
7: My view is that Hamilton was the aggressor into a corner where you can maybe fit one one and a half cars. Yeah, Verstappen gave him a little room, but not really enough for a whole car. So, I don't agree with the 10-second penalty being harsh enough. I think he should have had a twenty or twenty five second penalty.
3: Randy? I think everybody was at, was wondering what Lewis Hamilton's next move is. I think he's going to be a, a drag strip driver because he doesn't have to turn. When he gets to the turn, he can just go straight by Wow. Oh, that one so. hurt.
11: <laughs>
1: wow. So, uh, all right. That was uh, so, some strong language there. Um, I'm going to have to – I've got a longer sort of explanation for my point of view here, but I'll start it by saying that I think – I want to call this a racing accident for two reasons. One is that both of them, I thought, again, for that point in the race, were being extremely aggressive, and two, because neither was giving an inch. Now, I want to make a little bit more uh, out of this, so we're going to come back and keep up the discussion, back with more madness right after this.
4: Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Louis Minicky is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. That's 302 827 2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Emerson
11: Maxim and you're listening to Motorsports Madness. Now back to the show.
1: another dirt track driver to watch for. Uh, boy, we've got some uh, heavy hitters in the bumper music tonight from the open-wheel dirt track world. So uh, keep track of Emerson Axum's name, too. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness. Tom Baker, Randy Miller, Peter Strada, Chris Murdoch, along with our special guest, Justice Calabro. And uh, looking forward to talking about F1 here. We started the last segment just kind of uh, some thoughts on the opening accident I here's my thing with this. First of all, I want to say something about some of the comments I saw directed at Lewis Hamilton. Okay. There were some comments. I'm not going to read any of them uh, on this show, but there are some really ugly people in this world. And you know, I don't care who the two drivers are. My comments are directed at the situation, the circumstances and what happened on the track. Um, there are just some really ugly people in the, in the world and 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 I think um, if if, if we 're going to censor social media, that ought to be the type of thing we censor, and they ought to be off because um, that was just, some of the comments I saw were just disgraceful with that being said um, I think first of all, I think the ten second penalty I will agree with you, Peter, in my opinion, not nearly enough um, I think Lewis should have been parked for his part in that. Now, the reason that I say that is because Lewis made, it felt like, it looked like to me, Lewis made no attempt whatsoever to run the proper line. At, if, if Max had not been there, Lewis was never going to make the corner.
7: Exactly. Eight wheels turned better than four. You
1: know, I mean, so regardless of what Max did, Lewis was completely, I mean, he was nowhere near the apex. Okay. Now, with that being said... I feel like Max, and again, it was Lewis's fault, in my opinion, that wreck. But I also think Max, again, was being very aggressive for that part of the race. And here's the hard part about that for me. And I want to ask Justice, too, as a a young driver who kind of looks at this and is a road course guy by nature. um, And we'll get to Justice in a moment. But here's the hard part of that for me. Formula One has needed this for years. We haven't had something like this to chew about and a rivalry that's
2: developed like this in years, Chris. Aggression is one thing, you know, and and we can all agree that they were being very aggressive at that part of the race. Too early. But. Position is position, Tom. True. When Max had the position going into that corner, Lewis had no no right to just go in there and clean him out. I just feel like – I mean, you look at it and, yes, Max comes – comes from one side to the other,
1: but Max is trying to hit the apex. The yeah, he's trying that,
2: to actually make the corner. Right.
1: And Lewis is in no position at that point to do that. But I really hate that I say that I think Max, because honestly, that was the best opening start to an F1 race in forever for me. Like these. And it could
2: have kept going. Being aggressive is one thing. Yes. But Lewis just took him out. Max yes. had the position going into the corner. You, 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 give that position in that corner that doesn't mean you can't challenge him in the next one but a- aggression is one thing you've flat out took him out you have to have a car to challenge him with yeah. justice is shaking his head i don't know why is are we full of it
1: justice tell no, us you're a no, I'm, course I'm guy.
11: thinking about a comment that i shouldn't say oh
1: <laughs> well try to try to g-rate in i mean looking at the two cars unfortunately
11: uh, looking at the two cars in f1 you trace it back to the kind of uh, racing that you see a lot of now, and that's a lot of immense over-aggression from the drivers. And I'm not saying that they have a lack of respect for each other whatsoever, but in uh, grassroots racing all the way up into the cup level, that kind of behavior is becoming more and more prominent. That kind I of agree. that super aggressive behavior and a disregard for each other's safety. We saw it at Knoxville a couple no, weeks man, ago. So I
3: was going to say Knoxville had an entire race of people yeah, who were to being disrespectful. I mean, series, yeah.
11: especially in my divisions where I race, it's legends. Yeah, uh, it's every man for himself. I out agree. there. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's really <laughs> I mean, terrifying. Do,
1: do you do you do you agree that that Lewis was probably not in the running, the proper line at that moment, or do you for, did you see it differently from a road course
11: background? I'd definitely say that. Verstappen had position yeah, on okay. Lewis, and that he was not going to make the corner yeah. whatsoever, and especially for that point in the race, way too aggressive. It's like with how reserved the F1 guys are and how smart they are with the way they run their race strategies. To be pushing that hard at that point in the race, it's awesome for fans. Yeah. We love to see it, but you got to keep it clean, I, man. You have to keep it clean.
2: I also know that these cars, you know, break a lot. You know, the wings break, but Lewis hit Max so hard he broke the wheel off the or yeah, broke the wheel what off did, the car. Was it, you, Bulldozer. One of yeah. you said something
1: about that. That the 51 hit, Gs. 51 Gs was the, was the hit that, that Max took.
11: I avoided looking at that crash for a little while after hearing that statistic because as a driver, that's not
1: something when they, when they pulled you want to see.
2: When they pulled the car out of the wall, half the car was missing.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and again – I don't want to vilify Lewis Hamilton because Lewis is one of the greatest drivers that's ever sat in a, in an F1 car. Okay. But I'm just looking at this incident and I'm calling it as I see it. And I'm calling it as several of my road course buddies who are road course racers saw it. Um, it was clearly Lewis's fault, but I, and I, boy, I hate to say, I wish Max would have been less aggressive, but I would have loved that if it were for the win in the last, Few laps of the race, not so much necessarily at that early point, Randy. You've, you've been quiet about this. No, I was
3: just, when you were talking, I was sitting there thinking in my head, it would be, like, I know it, was, it happened on lap one. If this happened on lap, you know, lap seven, right, when they had, like, a four or five second lead, I would have just, like, backed off the gas a little bit and let Lewis just go yeah. right on in front of me and just go ahead and wreck yeah. himself. And take the corner and go on about my business. But, I mean,
1: well, it's hard. Yeah, but it's hard to. I, well, I know. I, I mean, mean when
3: you're in the car. Long. Like it's. What's that I mean, thing? he was so far. He was so far off the apex. It looked like he was looking for a shortcut through the wall and the the, the hole in the fence or somewhere. Like he was just gonna take a shortcut. You gotta take the escape away. road, man. You know, yeah. that's, <laughs> always that's what it looked like. He was trying to do is find a way out. I've been watching
11: too much Kim L- Block L- and Rally.
2: Lewis was Lewis was playing Mario Kart and hit the red shell and was trying to take a shortcut.
1: That's pretty much what it looked like. That's an interesting. But look again. But
2: Lewis would say Max hit the banana peel.
1: Yeah, (laughs) you see, you've got the bell over there. I don't want you, you're going to give yourself a bell. Um, Look, again, I want to see more racing like that, just like one notch off that. Like, let's not have... Let's not
3: send them into the wall. Yeah, um,
1: because that is exactly, in my opinion, what F1 needs at this point, and... And I don't expect that Max and Lewis are going to go, you know, as we say here in America, throw hands, um, you know, in the middle of 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 the chicane somewhere. Oh, okay, Max is pretty upset, but um, but I I would love to see this become a real rivalry um, because it adds some intrigue to uh, what's going on. And Max certainly has taken a step forward this year. I feel like, um, and and really has been. A viable challenger for Lewis in so many They're of these events. They're getting sick of getting
2: beaten by yeah, Lewis Hamilton. You, people so. also uh, were quick to call out Lewis celebrating as much as he did with Max still in the hospital, and even Max Ooh, called him out. Did you? Do you guys have any comments on how Lewis handled himself after the race with Max still in the hospital? Yes. There. There was my comment. We
7: saw this last week in the Xfinity race in Atlanta when Kyle Busch nudged Hemrick out of the way. Not intentionally, of course, but still, Kyle's celebration was subdued. He felt bad for exactly. ultimately wrecking his teammate. You don't celebrate as if it was a wheel-to-wheel win. you got to tone down your celebration. We saw this with Denny Hamlin after Ryan Newman's Daytona 500 crash. You've seen this plenty of times before.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's a sportsmanship thing, so yeah. Gotta be uh, see, that was my that
1: was the other thing is is I just wish Lewis would have taken a moment to really, you know, I I do feel like at the end it was almost as if Lewis accepted no responsibility or accountability for it, um, unless I missed. Well, he, he 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 um,
2: accepted no responsibility immediately after it. He just said he come he come over into me. Yeah, is what Lewis said. Yeah, ultimately,
7: I think the fans and. Verstappen, and his old team will remember Lewis celebrating this win, which is, of course, yeah. muddied because of the incident more than the crash itself.
1: I will say, though, even that just intensifies the rivalry all yes, the more. Yeah, so eight points separate and, them now. Yeah, eight points, and Max is he's going to be fired up now. I mean, he's definitely going to come out with a with a bit of a point to prove. Um, and so going to be very interesting, but I think this F1 season has been really intriguing. A lot of the young talent, um, LeClaire had a nice run in that one. And I just think you've got some real hope in F1 with some of the talent even coming up as some of these veterans retire and get replaced by, uh, the younger drivers in F2, F3 boy, it's going to be fun. We're going to continue with motorsports madness right on the other side of this.
4: Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed. Ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery. Threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444
0: This is Carter
7: Sarf and you're listening to Motorsports Madness. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to The Madness, presented by MyComputerCareer.edu, and I want to give a nod to Victory Custom Trailers as well. If you need a trailer, Victory Custom Trailers, not just for motorsports, for any purpose, Victory Custom Trailers your place to go. VictoryCustomTrailers.com has a button. They're so confident in their ability to customize a trailer just for your needs. They put a button on the homepage where you can design your own trailer. So they literally can design whatever you need for whatever purpose you have, and of course, they have uh, all the... The top brands and uh, a bunch in stock new and used. So check them out, victorycustomtrailers.com. We continue with the show, um, just talking about F1 and uh, going to spend some time next week on the, on the next show talking about F1 and, and their silly season, which is uh, starting to kind of crank up a little bit too. Um, we'll get to that next week. I want to shift gears a bit and I want to... Um, talk a little bit about SRX because um, this series, which was nationally televised here on CBS and featured a lot of um, drivers who are veteran drivers, mostly from IndyCar, but not necessarily all of them from IndyCar. Um, I'm going to go around the table. We'll even get Justice. I don't know if Justice, have you seen any of the SRR oh, yeah, no, races? I've,
11: I've watched every one of the SRR. Okay, races, good. And so I watched Chase win last night. That was We'll get fun you me. Uh,
1: get you in on that as on this as well. Then, so we've had all six races. They're done and over with. The last one at Nashville this past Saturday. Tony Stewart was crowned champion. Um, of his own series totally unexpected Uh, yeah totally unexpected. he was the last
7: IROC champion and now the first SRX champion it's Um, almost like a passing of the torch Just a
3: trivia question for you
1: really interesting and um Bill Elliott had a great run um on the on the night when his son Chase was running against him in the finale Chase won the race uh Tony won the championship I'll start with you Peter since you're kind of at the far end of the table um, your thoughts on the SRX series?
7: I wish it had six more races because, honestly, I love and hate that it's only six races. It makes you just want the next race to be here that much quicker.
1: What would, you, what would you like to see different next year?
7: I'd like to see more of a variety of tracks. Yeah, they went to dirt and asphalt short tracks. I'd like to maybe throw in a road course or two and just move around more than just the Midwest part of the country. Yeah, they went to Stafford, but aside from that, they stayed mostly in the midwest First, I, I find
2: that interesting with the you know heavy indie car presence they had with canaan and cast no road courses all all you know short track ovals and dirt that's pretty interesting that was about. by design they wanted short track ovals because they wanted the
1: grassroots flavor in the series so they could do the home track hero and all of that peter
7: uh, Ernie Francis did say a couple weeks ago that Ray Everham did recruit him as a road course ringer for the series. So I think the plan for the SRX moving forward is to at least incorporate one road course.
1: Okay, well, I, I have the feeling he recruited him as a road course ringer, Randy, because they wanted somebody who came from that discipline, not so much that they necessarily thinking were thinking road course um, as part of the series. But your thoughts? Well I I mean I think you know Peter may have a point here if
3: if the intent was to maybe look in getting a road course ringer to come into the series and just kind of give them your thoughts so, you know you you're a road course guy what do you think the car would you think the cars would be able to handle the road course do you think the road course would be a good idea just kind of pick his brain and you know kind of figure out if it's something that they think that they could do Going forward, for me, I would change that stupid wing because I think that wing is ridiculously <laughs> I love it. stupid. I have Hot Wheels that look like that stupid car. Um, but that's the only thing, the 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 only flaw I see in the series. It's a fantastic series. It's a great idea. It's awesome to have a Saturday Night Short Track series. And all six tracks that they picked were absolutely fantastic. So I wouldn't change the schedule at all.
7: I'll disagree with you on the wing part. I think the cars look fierce and different. reminds of you of the fierce? old... It kind of reminds you of the Plymouth Superbird from well. way back in the day. They, they do race, race well, well, and if they made die-cast, I would buy one or two of them.
3: There is a Hot Wheel that looks just like that, right? There I is. To, There's there.
7: a Hot
11: Wheel that looks like that for the last 10 years.
1: I had one 30 years ago. Um, I, listen, I, I didn't care. Don't if, date yourself like I that. I did not oh, pff, make no bones about the fact I'm the oldest one here. I got five hairs on my head. Um, listen, I, I And don't, one that's
3: trying really hard.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it might get there eventually. Uh, look, I, I'm not crazy about the wing either. I, I think it's out of place on a short track car, but they wanted to be different. And to be fair, as Chris said, the cars raced really well, um, at least from the fan standpoint. I don't know how they were to drive, but um, they, they. I'll tell you how they
11: were to drive. Let me in one.
1: They seemed to, yeah, they seem to race well. Um, but here's my thought on this series. First of all, I hope they don't go to a road course. And here's why. Because the the short track ovals at least kept them all fairly tight. You go to a road course, you're going to get these guys all spread out, and then you're going to have lap after lap after lap after lap, and there's not going to be any racing because these cars, the unless you take them to a short course, um, and, and but then I don't think there's a one that's parking lot enough. road course, yeah, parking lot road and, course, and
2: Walmart 500. I disagree. On the schedule thing as a whole, I think you should change it. I think you should bring it to different, you know, do something at Southern National here in North Carolina, well, or Bowman, Gray. Or, I mean, Bowman I, Gray, or go to you know the dirt track at Charlotte. That's you know? not. Or all I was saying is, I I would
1: hope they don't. There's not enough of them to run a road course race with those cars, in my opinion. But I was I I agree with the scheduling. I don't necessarily
3: think they should stay at the same tracks. But oh no! What, what they're, they're doing in terms of the, of where they're running and the type of the tracks they're running. Yes,
1: what do you think, Justice? You've watched you? them all. Having to do with
11: the road courses, here's the interesting thing about SRX. They have intermittent cautions, a maximum amount of green flag laps that you can run, yeah. which allows it to tighten up the field and make for that really tight racing, which is why it's been so tight this whole time. If you could find a way to implement that correctly and effectively on a road course or possibly a short you'd course, you'd have to. You would absolutely have to. Because I think
1: you'd have very few cautions. And on the road I think
11: courses. the SRX cars would be very entertaining on a road course. Maybe if you filled out the field with a few more cars. If they possibly. Didn't,
1: yeah, my concern is just. There's not enough of them, but what in the
11: field and qualifying, you can do plenty of things. Make some. I'll throw water.
7: out a road course. It's right up the road here. Vir, I think that'd be perfect for SRX. Whether you're going the full course or the north Ooh. or the south course, just any layout at Vir.
2: See, that's an uh, and, New and, Jersey and might I, be. I have a. I have a place Lime that Rock? that MC, Yeah, Lime Rock was the Lime track Rock. I was going to say. Lime Rock Lime would, would be awesome. Would in the be water.
1: fun. And boy, I'll tell you what—you want to see a cra- I watched the race from Lime Rock the other day. They had to uh, stop it because of rain. But um, lightning, lightning. The no GT rain. class, yeah, they put on a great show until that happened. But um, that's it. Yeah, that would be my only criticism. Is and I find it ironic that the same fans who chew NASCAR's tail because of the stage breaks are completely tolerant of the SRX stopping the race every 20 laps so the old guys can take a breath.
7: Uh, fans are not tolerant of the fun flags, as SRX calls them, because there was a caution, I believe with seven laps to go the other night in Nashville, yeah. and the fans did boo that. Oh, I didn't see that.
1: Okay, I guess I missed that part. I was trying to watch that race and also the, the dirt race at Charlotte that was going okay. on. okay, the they started cheering site.
3: seven minutes later when Chase won. Yeah, exactly. I
1: mean, that's, I don't like, I think that, that too much of that. But I get why they do it, because again, even on the short tracks, they spread out. And you don't get a lot of, uh, at least up front. Unless you're Paul Tracy. Unless you're, well, Paul (laughs) Tracy...
7: 15 you know, don't need fun flags and you have Paul Tracy. Paul
1: Tracy misunderstood the intent of the series. Paul Tracy thought it was a bumper car series.
2: He literally – they, 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 they kind of look of like cars. bumper cars, though, with the wing. You know, If you it ever is. go to Carowinds or something, they got that little pole it's that like sticks out. A, like a roller coaster car that's not on the track. Here's what's um,
3: really
1: in- – oh, go ahead,
3: Randy. Well, no, I'm I was just going to say, we were talking about grassroots racing. I think it would be cool if they raced at a, at a local track, like a local dirt track somewhere as a, as a part of They've the race. They've talked about team. that. Yeah,
1: i go up to see a quarter mile. Yeah, put them on a quarter, quarter mile dirt mile, track. No, no, quarter mile. Keep them tight. Put them on a the quarter what mile dirt friendship. Track. Bring them to the quarter mile. in yeah. Charlotte. Yeah, there's a, like put like them like against legend
11: cars. Why not? And see if you can dice it up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like an enduro race. I,
1: Everybody I up there. Could they even see the legend cars from the seats of those things? I don't know. Um, Let's find out. It's, uh, it's kind of tiny. Well, here's the irony. I was going to bring this up when I mentioned the bumper cars. There are many classes in the UK on the short tracks where they have the bumpers on them, like bumper cars. Yeah. Um, and the idea is that they're, they're it. it Le- legend the car, the, cars sorry, in the UK broken. have
2: those, don't they? Like they're sort of like a legend car. Series well, it's have,
1: not a legends car, but yes, it looks like it looks, one. It sort yeah. of looks like one. Yeah. And, and we're going to have,
2: gonna have uh, Finn Robinson, who races
1: in that division is going to be on one of our shows uh, here in the next few weeks. And Finn, it's funny to, to look at that, and Finn said, "Yeah, it's basically full contact motorsports." But, and I'm going. We do
2: that too. We just call it Bowman Gray. But going back to uh, <laughs> SRX, the I would little love little for them stocks. to to add a little bit more, you know, short track ringers in there. I'd love to see Bubba Pollard get behind yes. a car or oh, Stephen Nasse get behind. <laughs> see some of those guys. Some of the short track ringers oh, get behind dear. some some of those cars. I feel like that would put on a great show.
1: Oh, I do too, and I and I think you know. Again, I love the the things that made that series different. I can even tolerate the cars. I would prefer a different design, but I can tolerate them because they did put on a good show on Mm -hmm. the track. And I loved um, the, they would show, you know, like Haley Deegan and some of the other drivers talking And the, the in-car in-race interviews are priceless. Priceless. I've been wondering why we can't do that for years. And, you know, they decided to do it. And, you know, yeah, it's
2: such a weird concept to have. I mean, I remember you know a couple of weeks ago they, or maybe it was even Saturday, they interviewed Tony while he was just diving into yeah. Turn Three. I was like, how are you? What? It's Unbelievable. a different breed
11: of race car driver to be able to just talk casually about what you're doing, the guy you're sabotaging in front of you, while you're making the move. I, you're like, hey guys, I'm actually down here right now bombing Chase Elliott. You know, he's going up the track, but <laughs> so we'll make it. We'll make it out of Turn Three. I promise.
1: I just hope that next year, if they only bring one driver back from this year's lineup, I hope it's Elio Castroneves, because that guy just has more personality in his pinky finger than, you know, some drivers do in their entire body. He is so much fun. He was so excited, learned so much, had such a good time there. I just think uh, that series was overwhelmingly successful. Great job, Ray and Tony and the staff to, to do that. Look forward to edition
6: uh, two next year. Back with more madness right after this.
9: For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council.
8: Hi, this is Brian Wiedemann, and you're listening to Motorsports Madness. Now, back to the show.
1: See, for being a drummer like I am, that's my favorite re-entry of the new ones Chris has done because it just has a really, really kind of fat backbeat there. Uh, Welcome back to Motorsports Madness as we roll on for another week and having some fun here in the studio with Justice Calavero. Justice, for those who don't know him, um, you should really go follow him on social media. Some awesome video work that he does. And I want you to tell us what's going on. At the summer shootout, too, with regard to – right now this is happening with regard to the charity uh, that you're, you're doing, you're fundraising for the Speedway Children's Charities. So Speedway Children's Charities. You need to turn his mic on, sir. Chris is being right, There
11: we go. Yeah. Uh, now I'm actually part of the show. Yeah. So <laughs> Speedway Children's Charities has challenged – won't be for long. I know.
1: Yeah, Chris, he <laughs> turn you off as fast as he turned you <laughs> on. So Speedway
11: Children's Charities has challenged every driver in the summer shootout, or at least participating in the summer shootout, to raise money for the charity itself. The goal is $150,000. There's a few prizes up top there, including pying some of the race directors in the face, which is great encouragement (laughs) for us drivers because you know how much tension there is there. But – Us as a –
1: I feel like there's some NASCAR drivers that might have wanted to do that after the cup race. Oh, yeah.
11: Absolutely. Kyle Busch, the pace car driver. Who said that? Nobody said that. (laughs)
1: one. Anyway, back to the charity. So back to
11: the charity. Um, So with them offering up this deal, which means we can promote the charity in any way we like. The promotion that we did is completely at our discretion. So we decided to make a program called Ride With Justice. The program is you donate $25 and you get your name written on my car with a sticker and it's signed by me live on camera and every day I post five names of – five clips of me signing those names on the car and they come out weekly. Well, daily technically. Yeah. And it's – Friends, family, friends of family, anybody who donates gets that personal shout out. Whether it be people I meet on the road who donate, who have met me and have personal stories with, people from my past, whoever it may be, if you donate, you're getting your name is being said on my media and you're going on the car. So please. Uh, and any donation over a hundred dollars, you get a free T-shirt and a sticker and a signed hero card in that's the mail. Awesome, that's really cool. So, so
3: yeah, special place on the car for ex-girlfriends to go. Uh, <laughs> n- n- none of which will be donating, but all
11: of their boyfriends will be it, donating it, because it, they it, can't it, stop talking about it's
2: it. it. It's a uh, it's a <laughs> new definition for sticker tires. H- sticker tires. Hit, hit me right <laughs> here, right <laughs> here is where I need you to hit me. Everywhere. That would be a bullseye.
11: But yeah, go to my Instagram at justice underscore calabro. That is where the link to donate is. We will be posting stuff on Facebook and Twitter coming. Very soon, our Facebook page Justice Global Racing is up and running. You can also find the link to donate there. But yeah, all it takes is twenty five bucks, and you'll see your name on that twenty five shooting star. Okay, coming to the next so I want shootout. you
1: to take a deep breath here because you just went through that like the guy at the end of the car commercial, um, two hundred miles an hour. So tell us what your website is. Enunciate nice and slow and breathe.
11: Well, it's the same website for everyone. If There's a link to the charity website to donate in the bio of my Instagram. Yes,
1: but I want your social information.
11: My social information. Uh, all of my media is the same. It's my name, Justice Calabro. That you can Spell find me on that. J-U-S-T-I-C-E. Calabro, C-A-L-A-B-R-O.
1: There we go, Justice Calabro. Instagram, so,
11: Facebook, Twitter, follow me on everything. You'll be yes. able to see it all there. That's all the action the now on NBC The
1: donate, pass. if you want to donate, the link to donate is on your Instagram bio, correct?
11: Instagram and Facebook. You and can, Facebook. And every okay. post we make involving the charity, there is a link to donate in the post.
1: You do some awesome... Uh, I stood. I we, we need to give credit to your dad. Because oh yeah, no, he's your the one dad who is, works in the in the movie industry. Um, now, if you've been watching the, the the summer shootout broadcasts, you know he manages huge rock bands or you know classic old you know Skid Row and whoever else. He Unfortunately, piece. Steve Post
11: a little off the mark yeah. on that
1: one. <laughs> we love Postman here, but it's like, man, where are you getting this from? Uh, but uh, seriously, uh, Cliff works in the in the film industry doing a lot of editing and movie type work with video mm-hmm. and audio and so forth, so your content is so much fun and you have such good energy when you're doing that.
11: Well thank you, Tom. I did, appreciate it.
1: <laughs> when did you start how old were you when you started doing on camera work? I'm curious. Uh
11: when the monkey learned what the banana was, I was on camera. So, so um, from the start, from the very
1: beginning. Okay, he was
3: born in Hollywood. What do you expect?
11: What's what, do you, what do you want
6: from me? This is what I do. This is my
11: job. I sit in front of the camera. <laughs> this is what I do. What do you expect from me? See, it's,
1: he does voices. Um, Many but, impersonations. I see, promise. You are, and this is this is why I wanted to, to ask you that because even okay, yeah, you're born in Hollywood, but not all young people are that at ease and comfortable. Even when they're 17 or 18. I mean, Joey Logano, even when he went to cup, wasn't comfortable in he's front still of the camera. No, no, not when, anymore. He has no, really true. developed his – he that is – I think he's one of the best on camera yeah, now because he he he's very authentic. Yeah. He doesn't care. So
11: there's definitely a few things that attribute to the personality I have. One – my dad being a lead singer in, in a rock band and everything. My dad Skid Row wasn't it? No, <laughs> Skid Row Poison, Poison in <laughs> America. Poison, yeah. <laughs> Brett Michaels with <laughs> Poison. My dad has always been the lead man, and as a child, you know, seeing my dad as that rock star figure, what else can I aspire to be other than just that kind of awesome? I will. My dad will always be more awesome than me until we can finally get there. But um, yeah, no. As a child, I spent all of my birthdays at the Hollywood Christmas Parade, but not at it. In it, on live TV, on the Hollywood Strip. Wow, really? We had the Her- Herbie, the movie car, which we owned. We were part of The a Love sc- Bug. The Love Bug. We were part of a star, uh, movie car club called uh, Star Car Central, owned by Nate Truman, who donated and got on the car. If you watch one of the videos on my Instagram, you see me reference him as the Batman. Um, wow. Eight years. 66. Awesome, wow. fantastic movie cars, amazing movie car clubs, some incredible pieces. But for eight years, I was in the Hollywood Christmas parade with my dad and my mom, waving to the crowds, driving down the strip, and getting that live shot. So that's where it all started for me.
1: That's incredible. You know, I didn't know that about,
11: about Justice. Actually, the red carpet, technically.
1: <laughs> See, that, well, because that, but so much of what you do in motorsports now, for those who are just fans and don't really pay a lot of attention, They see the interviews on camera, on the broadcast and such. But what most people don't realize is that race drivers now spend three quarters of their life either, you know, in some way engaging with people. And And the problem is a
11: lot of them don't do it enough.
1: They don't do it. They don't rehearse it. They don't get coached. They don't. and, And you don't. Again, I love somebody who's authentic, but who can be. Who knows? There there are limits here. I mean, you know, you can't. Uh... They don't do
3: it willingly either. A lot of times, you know, like we've come into contact with that, trying to get people to come, you know, on various yeah. programs that we have, and their PR people are like, "Oh, well, you're not Sirius XM. you're not MRN, you're yeah. not Fox Sports, you're no. not whatever," yeah. and it's like. Well, yeah, but we have the same – like we're kid the same crowd. What, what does, that <laughs> exactly. does it matter? Exactly. What does it
1: matter? We're cooler than they are anyway. But it's 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 so interesting, Justice, because you have this personality that is so authentically your own. Like you're not trying to be someone else. This is who you actually are.
11: That ties in – you said that very well because I'm a very spiritual person, and it ties a lot into the way that I carry myself and the way that I look at the people around me. We – who you are and what you are isn't defined by anything physical. You aren't I'm I am a race car driver, but I'm not my race car. I'm not my race team. I'm not even this physical body. What I am is an embodiment of what I want to be. And I love ev- that. and everything that I choose to be is me. It is not something else. I associate with being a race car driver, this figure, whatever it is that society needs me to be, and right now tr- I'm loving being a humanitarian for the uh, Speedway Children's Charities, and in fact, it's inspired me to do a lot of other charitable events, love whether it be too. meet and greets with at, at restaurants. I'm trying to set up a lot of stuff where I can engage more with fans. Nice. Speaking of which, um, oh. one of my favorite charity organizations is the Jeff Gordon Foundation. Please, can we do please? Do I work, love yes. that. Um, but speaking of which, with fan interaction, recently at East Lincoln, the race we just came back from, was an absolute tragedy. Dirt track. But up in the stands. I'm, I'm the kind of driver who goes to the grandstands after the race to just try to hang out with people. You know, I, was, I had some hero cards with me, and I was just kind of walking around, introducing sure. myself. And a lot of them recognized me from the shootout and NBC track pass. And one of the families that was there, oh, my Lord, were they fun to hang out with. Got these people. <laughs> I went up to the grandstands and... I made some fans for life 20 or 30 people were had a little bit of a posse following me around in the pits for the rest of the day That's and they awesome. were hanging out after after the race and we were all talking but these some of these people they mentioned that you know I was the only driver. They've been coming to East Lincoln for so long, and they don't see drivers come up into the stands and interact with fans. And all I was doing, I was up there taking pictures with them. We got an awesome video of all of the fans together. I was, We were in the middle, and I was like, all right, everybody on three say Hollywood. And we got this big eruption from the crowd, and it was fantastic. You'll see it, actually, in the uh, Justice versus Dirt, Justice versus Dirt Round 2 premiering on my Instagram very soon.
1: There you go. See, that's I love that, Randy. Right. That's exactly more drivers I miss when I was growing up. I go to the pits every week after the races, get autographs on the program that that yep. might you know would be printed for that week's race, and you don't see so much of that anymore. A lot of these drivers at these local tracks, they don't care to engage, and the fans don't go go to the pits after the races are over either. Everybody just goes home. I've seen it more and more,
3: especially living here. Like when I was in Texas, I, you know, I would I couldn't wait to go into the pit area yeah. at the end of the night, and even when I was driving, I had people come up to me and. You know, want to touch the car, take pictures of the car, get autographs, and now I see drivers that... Soon as the race is over, they're loaded up and they're on the highway. Like, where are you going? You Every, got people that want to see you. Exactly. Yes.
11: Every chance I get that fans want to interact with the car, I'm like, please come down to the pits. We'll 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 meet you. You can spend time with the drivers. You can spend time yeah. in that environment. Sit in the car. We'll take a exactly. picture.
3: Or whatever. You, you might plenty, make a new fan pits. or a, a future driver out of somebody.
11: Exactly. Yeah. You never know who you're going to inspire. That's yeah. what you try to always be.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah. that's you're you're really if you want to build a brand, you have to work for it. That I I didn't know that you did that. Um, that's a real. Really, really, One of the up, best. Yeah, especially re- in a track like uh, East Lincoln, because there's a lot of uh, crazy fans there. One of the oh, best. A lot of crazy fans way. that
11: will talk about you after the That's race. Right. One of the best, does.
1: One of the best people at that is uh, Anthony Alfredo. Yes. Yes. New in the Cup Series. Another
11: Italian. Hey, you know Alfredo. This is what we do. <laughs> the
1: Italian is
6: what we're good at. You we know, talk to
1: Anthony people. loves, uh, just loves people. Yeah. I think when you love people, you look for opportunities to engage mm-hmm. and have fun. Yeah. And, you know, Justice does a great job at the Legends races when i 'm there with him he 's always up and he 's always you know excited and and you know it 's kind of like you 're just happy to be a part of it and and I know it 's a serious thing and you 're trying to win you 're trying to move up, but you manage to have that balance, that sort of level. Um, that I don't see in a lot of other you know, young drivers, and that's, uh, that's very refreshing.
11: Truly, so. it is all about balance. Like I said, I'm a very spiritual person, and when you learn to find the balance in life between what you desire to do and what you are and what you love doing, whether that be love, engaging with people, and love being a race car driver, bring those two things together. It, this is it; could not be more perfect. Where I am, what I'm doing, the position I'm in with my family. My dad is a produce production audio mixer who can make all this amazing media. My girlfriend is my personal photographer. It doesn't get she's better, good at it too. and she's amazing at it. At Lexi Lovelace photography, she will take some amazing pictures she for you. Really she That's really does. Job.
1: Okay, um, sponsors, and thank uh, your people real quick in about a minute.
11: All right, in about a minute. So. Uh, we are still currently looking for sponsorship opportunities. We have no sponsors, but the only people I have to thank are Stillwell Racing with PR and my mom and dad for making everything happen. We are always looking for sponsorship opportunities, and anyone who wants to reach out and donate to the NCC, that's just as good as sponsorship. Please reach out and donate.
1: Justice Calabro, C-A-L-A-B-R-O, Justice uh... Calabro. Collabro. That's what I said, isn't it? I didn't pull a post, did I? I said Collabro. You never know. It just kicks you out of nowhere. No, I I did that on the last appearance you were on the show. I wasn't going to make that same mistake again. Justice Collabro. Go check him out and follow him. Give him a like because he's a likable young man that comes from a great family and uh, he's got a future in this sport. Whether it's driving or whether it's doing exactly what we're doing right now. Guys, we are done. We don't uh, we have time for maybe a quick final thought. So here's what I'm going to say in about five seconds each Peter what is the racer looking most forward to this weekend because I ain't NASCAR.
3: There isn't one I'm looking forward to getting some homework done <laughs> There you go. Randy are you yeah, going? There, there, no there's nothing for me doing this weekend. I'm, oh my I'm gosh
1: you guys know local racing. I'm going, I'm to, I'm going to Hickory Maybe French weekend. at the Renaissance Looking course. forward to that. Uh, we're done. Madness is over Thanks to my edu, WSIC and all of our affiliates. See ya!
0: but it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, this is Blake Brandon, and you're
2: listening to Motorsports Badness. Now back to the show.
1: Now, see, when you get old, like I am... Sometimes you you do what Mark Martin did in a in a bush race thirty years ago when you you basically think the white flag is the checkered flag. So of course we have one final segment here. Uh instead of the show being over, Tom came it was, to
2: Pit Road too early.
1: It was all just like on the episode of Dallas where you know they found out Bobby was still alive it was all
2: not a dream. He um, came to Pit Road um, and, all and his motorhome already. Yeah. So <laughs> he was one of the drivers we were just talking about. He's ready to go. He's ready to go. Well, he's halfway
7: to the airport. I'm
1: halfway <laughs> to the airport. And the show's not over. So uh, this will be the all-time classic blooper, except I think, actually, I'm the third person to do it if you count Jacob twice, because Jacob did this twice, I think. But uh, always fun when live radio goes rise. So we got a minute left. So, again, uh, I asked you guys where you're going. Nobody's going to a race. Peter, there's short track racing. There's may, one right in your backyard. Yeah, I may Bowman go Gray. to Bowman
7: Gray. I mean, if I'm yeah. do, not doing anything on Saturday.
1: I, J- Justice, are you racing this weekend anywhere?
11: Um, I'm not racing this weekend anywhere that I know of. My schedule is pretty much ever changing. Yeah, but you, I do have someone I have to mention very, very desperately. You got, you got about 10 seconds. All right, uh, Fit stop Form. Fit Stop Performance. Hunter Smith is my spotter. Hunter's
1: Mark. on next week.
11: Hunter's on next week. Yes. Good, because I want to hear his interview. He is an amazing man and the only spotter I've ever had and the best, <laughs> the, best the best coach I could ever have. Ever I just wanted to he, say thank you to him. Fit Stop. Don't
1: more. blow his head up. He's coming on the show next week. We're going to fit him through the studio door. Now He's the already got a big over. head. Thanks for being, uh, listening to Motorsports Madness. Thanks, Justice, for being on. See ya.
0: You've been listening to Motorsports Madness powered by MyComputerCareer.edu